Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. All right, guys, this is the ramblings of a transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So yeah, we definitely have a decent lot to talk about today. Um, definitely, yeah, we def- <laughs> just quite a bit. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about E3 that's coming up next week, and I, our resident. Um, really awful gamer who loves it despite the fact I complete garbage at it. Of course I have to talk about it because well simply put E3 is Christmas for gamers so I love E3. Um, I hope it never goes away. Um, I definitely have a few predictions specifically about the Xbox show because I am in fact a Xbox fangirl so of course you know we're going to talk about that um, because we always got to talk a little bit about something gaming or Star Trek on the show. Um, a little, we're gonna, of course, dive into some um, controversy that I probably am better off staying away from. Um, I'm not even going to mention um, what it is at the moment because we will get to it. And the moment I mention what it is, a lot of you are probably gonna have probably already have very built-in feelings about it, and you're gonna be like. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is pretty damn settled. Why are you seriously going to pretend it's another side? And yes, and I, I'm going to actually argue that the other side is correct. Um, so but we're not going to quite get to that yet. But let me tell you, it has something to do with heaven and relationships. So we're going to get to that. Um, the dumbest thing, the dumbest conspiracy theory about transgender people ever. Of course, I'm. Gonna have to talk about that and some other things, but let's start off with a little bit of levity. Uh, so I did realize this um, site. I I have not really done much of research into the site, so I'm going to have to look it over more before I decide whether to do a web archived version for it or not when I do the sources. Or this, um, but they put together. So they 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 wrote this article. So the site is um tracking transgender. That's the name of the site, um, and they wrote an article in 2012 called "Tracking Transgender: The Historical Truth." Um, I have not even read the whole article. Literally, I didn't. I don't think I got past the first paragraph because the first paragraph was so fucking stupid <laughs> and so fucking ridiculous that like I just couldn't like. And I even shared a screenshot of it on Twitter, um, which of course you can find a link to in the show notes. But yeah, so here it is here. Here is what they wrote. Why and when did transsexual people begin calling themselves transgender? According to some internet memes, transsexuals began self-identifying as transgender due to a vast global plot by crossdressers. According to this conspiracy, transsexuals by the millions were forced by the media through a cunning application of crossdresser colonization. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, so fucking meaningless. What the fuck is even cross-dresser colonization? Like, what the fuck? You know, now I am actually reading it out loud. It may be the title of this podcast episode. I'm not lying it. Unless I can come up with something better, then that may be the, 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 the title of the podcast. It's just too good. Um, and I wrote a cunning application of cross-dresser colonization to begin using the term transgender sometime in the mid-1990s by a communist. Oh, there we go. Uh, we have hit, we have done, um, hit right-wing reactionary bingo already. Um, we have the inclusion of communist, you know, everything is communist now, you know. Anything you don't like or that is different is communist, you know, according to those on the right. Anybody to the left of Ted Cruz is a fucking communist. Um, 
Yeah, but anyway, we can continue. This meme has survived because until recently, few seemed to realize that transgender was decades older than many seem to believe. Um, but yeah, so so the person is kind of poo-pooing on this conspiracy theory, but it's like, where did this conspiracy theory even start? Like, what the fuck? It's so fucking stupid. Like, I, 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 I must know, like, how, who came up with this? This is so fucking dumb. <laughs> Cross-dresser colonization and communists. But hey, you know what, if this, if this is true, then, you know what, I, I can't complain. <laughs> it's just too fucking good. Like, I got, you know, there's a part of me that kind of hopes it's true. Just because, like, it's so fucking fantastical, like... But holy shit, it's dumb. <laughs> but, you know, just because of how fucking ridiculous it is, I kind of, in, in a twisted sort of way, kind of hope that it is real. But, you know, that's, that's just me. I'm a fucking weirdo. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So fucking dumb. <laughs> the shit people say about trans people... It blows your minds. It blows your fucking mind. God damn. Anyway, uh, since I have my Brave browser up with all my downloaded offline articles already, why not just kind of head deep dive, deep dive into controversy? Um, so this is actually something I kind of wanted to talk about for a long time now. I am talking about several months, like. This was, like, like shortly after I started the podcast. Like, this was a topic. I downloaded this article for a very early episode. I just never did it. It just, I don't know, never... Never really felt like it, you know? Never... I, I don't know, but, you know, just various reasons. And when, and when coming up, trying to come up with topics to talk about today, like, I, like, I, like I was just running flat, like... I'm not going to lie, this episode, I was really struggling to come up with some stuff to talk about. And as I was, like, browsing, you know, see what was on my phone, you know, old screenshots that I, you know, took, uh, took um, to talk about on the podcast, you know, old notes, um, old downloaded articles. I found this one. It's like, all right, I think it's probably about time. So, I'm not going to lie. One of the things that has always pissed me off the most about Christianity is how people make wild conclusions about, you know, what the Bible's saying, despite the fact the Bible doesn't actually say it. You know, like the motherfuckers who, you know, claim that um, because Adam and Eve were straight, uh, therefore being gay is bad, you know, Um, or, you know, I'm trying to think, or in this case, let's um, we're gonna immediately, I guess, just jump because I can't really think of any more examples off the top of my head at the moment. I blanked out. I had a few just a moment ago. Um, the people who claim that just because the angels can't have sex and don't get married, that means humans won't have sex or get married when they're in heaven. Yes, I'm going there. It is such fucking long-standing Christian teaching that, well... Humans aren't going to get married in heaven. Mar- humans aren't going to have sex in heaven because angels don't. Um, what? I, where do you get this from? Like, I mean, I understand um, where they get like the, the, where they say like the angels, you know, like that's biblical. It says so straight in the Bible. Um, in fact, actually, one of the passages, the most widely used passages, um, is, um, Luke 20, 27 through 40. I have no idea what translation this is, um, because it's just simply off of the article I have, uh, just to remind myself to talk about this. Um, anyway, here's what that passage says. Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said. Moses, God, Um, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. 
Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her, and in the same way the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. Okay, I, before, before we finish this, I want you to take note of the terminology Jesus uses here. The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. Just want people to take special note of that. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. No, they can no longer die, for they are like angels. Uh, they are God's children. Since they are children at the resurrection. But in the accounts of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Um, he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Some of the teachers of the law responded, well, then, well said, teacher. No one dared to ask him any questions. Um, so yeah, and so a lot of people you said say, see, no, no marriage in heaven, and when you die, if you're currently married, well, you're not, you, you're not married anymore. Um, I mean, I think there's a verse in Hebrews, if I remember correctly, where they say, like, angels, they basically say, like, the angels don't have sex or something like that. Um, if I remember correctly, it could be completely misremembering. But I, I definitely remember, so somewhere that there was a verse, like, Basically saying, like, you know, like the, the, the angels don't have kids, therefore meaning they don't have sex, and therefore, and a lot of, um, I can be honest, I think fucking idiots um, take that to mean um, humans don't have sex in heaven, which I think is fucking stupid. I think that, I, I see no reason why a human would not in heaven. Um, you know, even though I am completely asexual, I have no interest in ever having sex, I recognize that you know, the majority, the vast majority of people like having sex. Um, it's something that they very much desire and enjoy. Um, it's something that clearly God, you know, had humans do, uh, allowed humans to do, because, well, I guess it's, from what I hear, it's pleasurable. Um, you know, it apparently feels very good, you know, whatever. Like, God clearly did not consider this a bad thing. Like, this was something that was basically, like, created before, you know, like, the fall of man, you know? Um, I don't see why you would just magically take that away from us, especially when in heaven, like, we're probably going to have genitals. Okay, I'm being not like, I, I, I see nothing in scripture you haven't seen otherwise, and so it's just like, I have a hard time thinking that these bodies that God so beautifully created for this, these genitals that God you created, which for most people are perfectly usable, um, it, once you get up into heaven, it's like, okay, you still have genitals, okay, but you just can't use them now. Like, this just makes no sense. None. None whatsoever. And the same thing goes here, um, with marriage, um, it makes no sense that you wouldn't be married up in heaven. Like, even before sin, marriage was ordained. Um, like, it's clearly something that God created in his good and perfect and holy plan. You know? I, I'm trying to think if I find a better way to put it. Um, like I like I know I'm not I I am completely incapable of making airtight arguments um because I'm not a fucking biblical scholar on this bullshit um and I'm gonna leave a link that makes the that I'm getting this from because they make the argument far better than I do um and I want to make it very fucking clear I do not agree with everything this guy says on this website so please don't take it to me to to so please don't think that I am some fucking kook who takes this guy one hundred percent seriously on all things so there's the guy who I'm quoting this from definitely has some things that I'm very wary about, um, at, you know, very, you know, at best, you know, um, 
But this is something that I think he 100% nailed. Um, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just like, if God ordained this, you know, if this was always like in his good and perfect plan before, you know, before the fall of man, like, that means like marriage is inherently, you know, inherently in its creation, a perfect thing. You know, um, and it's clearly got a very strong spiritual element to it. You know, it's, 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 it's frequently used as a spiritual metaphor. Like this is clearly in very many ways, a spiritual thing if spiritual ramifications. So if marriage is very much a spiritual thing, why would it be broken up in heaven, which is, you know, our spiritual home? It just makes no fucking sense, you know? And plus, you know, like, I don't know, like, when I study what the little we know about the afterlife, you know, or, you know, the spiritual realm, you know, we, we, we look at what we know about resurrection bodies. We're basically going to be, it seems like we're very similar to what we have now. You know, like, for instance, Jesus, his resurrected body, it still had the fucking holes, you know, where they nailed him on the fucking cross, okay? They had all that shit, you know? And I liked Austin Hertke, you know, um, he's a, for a voice who may not know, he's a, Probably, you know, um, at least here in America, probably the most prominent trans theologian. Because I recognize in other countries, there are far more prominent ones. Like, oh God, I can't remember her name. I had to look it up, look her up. Um, she's fucking prominent in India. Um, I want to say her name was Esther or something. I am probably fucking completely wrong on that. But, you know, she's got a pretty damn um, good ministry going on in there in India. Um. The few times when I've but what the few times when I've ever been able to find something of hers that was translated, which is very rare, unfortunately. But um, she's doing a great job in India, so I recognize that Austin Herkey is only really the most prominent here in America. But um, and, you know, and he, and he and he even said, I think it was in his book, Transformed, um, or is it Transforming? I don't remember. Um, you know, like like if we take what like, you know, Jesus, um, you know. Take seriously in a way what it seems like from the resurrection body of Jesus, you know, the scars that he has from his top surgery will still be there, you know? And he's like, I'm glad for that because they are a part of my story. Why would I want them to go away? You know, because up in heaven, we're still going to remember, like, and, and like, I just... I have no reason to believe that life up in heaven is like some something completely separate from life here on earth. You know, um, as in like, we're still going to remember a lot of the shit we did here on earth. We're still going to remember the people here on earth. We're still going to remember our stories and our body, resurrection bodies are going to reflect that story. You know, so like I strongly fucking believe, you know, us trans people, you know, if we, uh, you know, that... We're going to have a body, you know, like, you know, like for me, you know, I'm trans woman. My body is going to be a trans feminine body up in heaven. You know, um, it's much to the chagrin of transphobes, uh, but, you know, um, and it's just, so yeah, I did, like, if all it, like, like, we look at the resurrection bodies, you know, what I seem to think that the scripture may be implying that we're, like, like, clearly heaven isn't sitting here to, like, completely erase everything from earth, you know, or earthly, all of our memories of earth, you know. I don't think that we're going to remember literally fucking everything from earth. I feel like, you know, because, that you know, he's going to take away a lot of the stuff that I probably shouldn't remember, but... I, I don't know. Maybe he won't. But, you know, um, like, we're still going to be very much who we are on Earth, just even more so. And so, like, I, I have a hard time believing that marriage just ends. Like, the moment you die, boom, marriage over. Like, no, I feel, I feel like it makes more sense, more consistent with what little we can glean about heaven, you know, that just 
married couples are still going to be married up in heaven. Um, and for marriage is only just going to be even more so in heaven. It's going to be even stronger. It's going to be even greater. It's going to be even more beautiful. It's going to be even more God-centered in heaven. Like, it's just the only thing that makes any sort of fucking sense. On that same note, um, I, and this is, we're really getting into controversy territory here. I think people will get married in heaven, because once again, marriage is something God ordained pretty fucking early on um, in Genesis, you know, before the fall of man. And I think that it is something we're going to see in heaven. And this goes back to, I recognize this technicalities, but technicalities are pretty fucking important. Um, Jesus says, um, are given in marriage. That, you know, the dead will never be given in marriage. And that, you know, those who are part in this age, you know, they are given in marriage. So, because... Back then, here's how it worked. Marriage was basically a business con. It was basically a business contract. That's all it really was. You know, I'm going to give you, you know, the, you know, the father of some um da- uh, uh, some woman. You know, because back then women were property, and unfortunately, in many places in the world, still are. But it's declining, um, thankfully. But you know, especially back then, like all around the world, you know. You couldn't escape it. Women were property. That's all they were. You know? And so basically it was, you know, and the father of the of some girl, you know, had to go to, you know, the bride or the father of mostly, usually the father of some son and say, hey, I will basically sell you my daughter. Um, and that's basically how it went. Love had nothing to do with marriage. The idea, the notion that love that love means anything, you know, in who you get married to, um, is a very modern thing. It's pretty damn new, you know? In, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, like, love is what you did once you got married. You know, you learned to love each other, or maybe you didn't. And if you didn't, well, it's super fucking bad, because, well... Uh, you're, you're your husband's property now. Um, he owns your ass, literally. And you need to, and you know, and the woman needs to pump out kids for him, so. Even if you never learn to love each other, um, too bad. Sucks for you. That's kind of how it went, you know. But hopefully, in theory, you know, they might learn to love each other over time. But when it came to, you know, you know, deciding who you're getting married to, love had nothing to do with it. It was strictly, hey, I'm gonna, I have a daughter. I'm gonna sell her to you. <laughs> you know, to your, you know, so that he could be, she could be your son's wife and pump out a bunch of babies for him. That's how it went. Um, you know, and so people were literally given in marriage. And that's what. Jesus was speaking to. And I recognize, and I recognize this is so fucking technical. Um, but like, I, I don't see how that excludes people who fall in love and decide to get, to get married. You know? Because um, like, love is, once again... I mean, God is love. I mean, that is literally what he is. We're commanded to love, you know. The greatest commandment um, is love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and all your strength. And, you know, second to it is love your neighbor as yourself. The whole commandment is love, you know. And that's all, you, you know, like everything in the Bible is about God's love for us. You know, and we ha- we're supposed to demonstrate God's love for us to others by loving each other. You know, that's how we witness how we're, you know, as us as Christians, we're supposed to be good witnesses for the world is loving one another to demonstrate God's love for the world. 
you know, and marriage is a very big part of that. Um, you know, um, and trying to figure out how to put this. It's like, I just, if marriage is very much, uh, the most obvious sign of love that we have in our world. I just... I, I have a hard time believing that two people who choose to get married, it's not going to happen in heaven. I strongly believe that nobody will be given in marriage. I mean, nobody will even says that itself. Because, let's be honest, being given in marriage, you know, being sold into marriage, not exactly love. Um, kind of cold, hard, cynical money. You know, a very earthly thing. But choosing out of love, that's very different. And I feel, and I have this strong feeling that, you know, like... Looking at this, you know, it's just seeing, like, you know, the rest of my theology, like, you know, like, and what I see from the Bible is just like, I do believe that, you know, it is possible for people to get married in heaven, you know, especially for maybe those who really desire to here on earth. Um, just because, like, I just don't see anything precluding that. I don't. And I feel like that if the Bible wanted us to, you know, wanted to, you know, like, if it definitely was not a thing, you know, and the Bible wanted to make that clear, I feel like it would have made that clear. Because when the Bible wants to, you know, make something clear, it does, you know. The Bible says, hey, that's not a thing. But it's usually pretty good at telling you that's not a thing. It's like, the fact that it doesn't say that, I have a hard time believing that, you know, two people who fall in love in heaven... Um, if we're not going to get married in heaven, like, I have a hard time believing that. This is I have a hard time believing that people who are married here on earth aren't going to be married in heaven if they can't have sex in heaven. This is I can't believe that, you know, this is I strongly believe that LGBT people are completely affirmed up in heaven and will still be LGBT in heaven. And so many other things. Um, I strongly believe that, you know. Um, you know, like, I am, a, you know, I am a trans woman. I am asexual, and I am also a romantic. Um, there are going to be both things up in heaven, you know. And I have a friend uh, who I know from online, good friend. Uh, she's also a trans arrow ace, you know. Going to be the same thing up in heaven. And I have many, many married friends. We're still going to be married up in heaven. I strongly believe that. And I also know people who really, deadly desire to get married. You know, let's say they were to die tomorrow, unmarried. I don't see anything that would preclude them from possibly getting married in heaven. Um, like I, I just have a hard time believing that God would just strip that desire of love away. Like, uh, once again, heaven. Like, I feel like it'd be something... That, like, would be fulfilled up there. Because, like, heaven is supposed to be fulfillment. That's what it's supposed to be. And I just have a hard time believing that those who desire to be married and weren't able to, for whatever reason, here on earth, are not going to be fulfilled of that in heaven. So, anyway, I recognize that was very, very, um... Slipper, sl sloppy, but once again, I have an article I feel like better kind of explains a lot of it, um, which will be in the sources. Anyway, I think I've had enough time. I feel like I've made enough of a fool of myself um, over that. Um, what do I need to talk about now? Um, so, yeah, we're going to. I'm gonna. So there was this interesting uh, question that was up on um, Reddit recently. Um, Ask transgender. That was the Reddit forum, and somebody said, um, "My life before figuring out is a blur now." 
I can hardly remember anything from before I figured I was trans. Memories have been clear for years are now really blurry. It sort of feels like I have woken up from a dream and the details of it are leaving my mind like memories from years ago. But I can remember recalling clearly just a few months ago are now hard to recall details of. Now, is this normal or do I have a condition? Um, and yeah, I, like, I totally relate to that. And I was glad to see just about everybody else in the Reddit forum was like, oh no, that's totally me. Like, when I started transitioning, I mean, especially when I started transitioning, but even a little bit before that, when I started finding people who accepted me as a trans woman, um, I started really forgetting. But once again, it really hit in the gear once I started transitioning, like, now it's like, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't really remember my life. Like, I already was struggling to remember my life beforehand just because, like, I have horrid memory. But now it's just like, I just don't remember, like, anything. Like, I have to struggle so hard to remember anything of my previous life. Um, you know, who I was as a guy, you know? Like, if I'm being honest, like, it feels like it was a completely different person. Like, you know what it feels like? It feels like I'm a trill from Star Trek. Um, you know, uh, Curzon, you know, there was, um, oh God, what was it? Kadiza Dax. Yeah, that, that is her name, right? Um, from DC Nine. I, I can't ever remember her name. Um, I am embarrassing myself right now in front of other Trekkies. Um, I mean, I think it was like Kadiza. Okay, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've watched Deep Space Nine, okay? Get off my back. But, you know, like, she still has, like, the memories, kind of, you know, of, like, you know, Curzon and the other Daxes before her. But, like, she's her completely own different person, you know? Like, like I'm even kind of more sketchy than that, you know? Like, I'm just like, kind of using it as a reference, you know, to kind of get us on the same page. Um, Like, I don't really remember. Like, let's say that, you know, I was, you know, like, I was a trill, you know? It's like... I wouldn't really remember Curzon Dax's memories. You know, like, I know that I used to, that, you know, that, like, I kind of used to be that person, you know? But I'm not. That, like, it doesn't feel real. Like, you know, like, I know I used to be Nicholas, you know? Uh, Nicholas was my dead name. Um, but it doesn't feel real. Like, I know that that's who I used to be, but it feels like it was a completely different person. You know, like, it feels like that, like, I just kind of, like, popped into existence as an adult, you know, in many ways. Um, at least that's how it's kind of, like, for me. So very, so trill-like from Star Trek. Similar, but not, you know, obviously not the same in many different ways. But, you know, it sort of sets up, you know, it serves as a good kind of, like, weird-ass metaphor. Oh, God, I almost dropped my phone again. Um, but yeah, that's... Kind of wanted to just bring that up a little bit. <clears throat> I don't know. Do I want to talk about the story? I don't know. We'll see. Um. So yeah, let's let's talk about it, and we'll see if anyone feel like talking about anything else after this. So E three is coming up. Um, Christmas time for gamers, especially for a Xbox fan girl like me. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, since I don't have internet. Can't really do much Xbox gaming, so I've been pretty much exclusively playing on um, my Nintendo consoles and my original Xbox and PlayStation 2, but I, okay, okay, I haven't really done much with my PlayStation 2. I just don't ever touch it, I'm being honest. Um, but my, you know, original Xbox and especially my Nintendo Switch and my Game Boy Advance, I've been having a lot of time, it's fun with um, my Game Boy Advance lately. Playing Metroid Zero Mission for basically the first time. Like, when I first got Zero Mission, like, I kind of dabbled with it for about 40 minutes. But I put it down never to touch it again. Um, and I'm kind of just, like, sitting down and, like, playing through Zero Mission. Holy fuck, it's fun. Like, I, like, I kind of started to understand. Like, I've got a shit ton of Metroid games. You know, I've got Zero Mission, I got Fusion, I got um, the first two Prime games. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Super Metroid is on the Switch Online, so I've got that, you know, but, like, I've never really played much Metroid, really. So, like, it's, like, this is really my first, like, true, genuine experience with Metroid, and I'm not gonna lie, it's been a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. I have been enjoying myself fucking hard. Holy shit. Like, I am getting my ass kicked so hard right now. Um, 
Like I like I am at the point just like I'm getting fucking desperate and like just looking up to see you know if I can figure out how to beat this fucking boss. I cannot figure out how to do it because they keep fucking wrecking me. But, yeah, I've actually been enjoying that a lot. But, anyway, you know, so, unfortunately, I can't really do much Xbox gaming because, you know, it pretty much requires you to be connected to the fucking internet. You know, and maybe someday, and I definitely hope to at some point get an Xbox Series X. But, you know, at the moment, you know, I got my um, original Xbox, my Xbox 360, which doesn't seem to be working for some odd reason. Don't know why. Um, and a Xbox One X. Um I fucking love the Xbox One X. I, whew, one of my favorite consoles ever. I love the Xbox One. I think it was a highly underrated console. I don't understand why people think that the Xbox One generation was so bad. I don't. I fucking loved it. To be fair, I'm very easygoing, you know? Like, like I know what I like, and it hit every right button for me. Crackdown 3 is unironically my favorite game of all time. Absolutely adored it. Loved ReCore. Um, loved Halo, um, Halo the Master Chief Collection. You know, and I just loved the games. Like, the third-party games are amazing. Like, just, I just loved the Xbox One. Um, loved it. And so, yeah, you know, so, like, I am definitely excited for the future of Xbox. It's never been brighter, uh, especially now that they own Playground and we're making Fable, and I love Fable. Um, and Playground Games is, in fact, my favorite um, of the Xbox uh, first-party studios. Yes, they have more of an Obsidian or the Coalition or Bethesda. And I am be honest, I've never really cared much for Gears of War. Um, like, I recognize that the Coalition is fucking talented. You know, I did play a little bit of Gears 5. I just didn't give a shit. Um, like, I'd love to see them do another franchise I'm more interested in. Because maybe they'll make a good game. You know, um, never been a big Obsidian fan, if I'm being honest, but, like, I recognize they make some good-ass games. Um, and, you know, I, I like Elder Scrolls, you know, I really like Elder Scrolls, so I don't give a fuck about Fallout. Um, so I don't really give a shit about Bethesda Softworks, and I know a lot of other people say that Arcane is the best studio for Bethesda. I've never played any of her games, and to be honest, just looking at them, not games I would be interested in, so I don't really give a fuck. Um, but no, for me, Playground Games is my favorite studio of theirs. Love Forza Horizon. Um, and I cannot wait for Fable. So I'm definitely pumped up for all that, you know. Um, but yeah, so what do I... So I'm going to do a few predictions. What I ex expect to see there and what I want to see there, okay? So there's going to be expect, like my realistic expectations and what I want to see there, you know. Have all my Xbox fangirl dreams come true. Um, what I expect, realistically, I think re very realistically, we'll see. Um, and none of these have to do with anything I necessarily want. Because um, a lot of these things I don't give a shit about. Like, for instance, I expect Olden Ring to be fair on the Xbox stage. I don't give a shit about Elden Ring. Um, if that game were to disappear off the face of the earth, I don't give a shit. I, I, I don't fucking care about From Software. In fact, I think From Software is fucking garbage. Um, I, I think their games are complete garbage, objectively. Um, yes. I know, I just ticked off every fucking Dark Souls fan. I don't care. Come at me. Um, and so, like, I don't give a shit. I expect to see that fair. I expect to see Battlefield 6. And for it to be revealed as a Game Pass, um, to be on Game Pass day and date. Day one, it will be on Game Pass. That's, I genuinely expect to see that. Um, I feel like that there's going to, that we're going to see a decent amount of Psychonauts 2. Because from everything we're hearing, it looks like it's coming out pretty damn quickly. Um, in fact, it could be kind of like a weird surprise drop thing where it's like, you know, A3, oh, by the way, Psychonauts 2 is out now. Go and buy it, you know. I mean, that's coming out very quickly, so I feel like we're going to see a lot of that. Starfield. Um, so Xbox released, like, a, a GIF um, on their Instagram. And they and basically, like, the top half of the GIF, GIF, sorry, GIF. It's pronounced GIF, you know, not GIF. And I'm, I am becoming casualized by pronouncing it as Jeff. It's Jeff. 
choosy developers choose Jiffy. Um, anyway, um, and the top half was all Halo, and the bottom half was the exact same planet that they showed um, at the Starfield announcement. Um, so, clearly Starfield is going to have a big showing there. I feel like we're going to reveal a lot. Um, and we're going to, of course, going to reveal it as a Xbox and, you know, uh, basically a gamepad, you know, an Xbox exclusive. It's going to be on Xbox consoles, PC, and cloud only. Um, to finally put to bed any, you know, Sony fanboy crying that, you know, like, it's just so desperately saying, Starfield's coming to PlayStation! No, no, it's not. You don't understand how this works. Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. All Bethesda games are going to be Microsoft exclusives. I don't know why PlayStation fanboys and girls or NBs don't understand that. Like, no, Bethesda's not missing anything out by bringing their games to your console. We're not. You know, and I want to make it clear. I am not an exclusive warrior. Um, I wish that exclusives didn't exist. I hate exclusives. Uh, I'm somebody who, who I would love to see Mario on Xbox, uh, Master Chief on Switch, uh, Kratos on PC, and I'm trying to, you know, what's a big PC exclusive? I have no idea. Um... Some, you know, whatever is a PC exclusive, come to PlayStation. Yeah, I wanted them on everything. Um, I, I I hate this fucking, you know, console exclusive bullshit. So I don't like it, but it, unfortunately I recognize this is business. And especially when PlayStation, when they beat Virtual so hard over, you know, we got the best exclusives and are playing so dirty with the third-party exclusives, you know? Signing all these third-party games to exclusive deals for PlayStation, you know? Well, guess what? Xbox has to strike back. And that's what they did with Bethesda. You know? So Sony may get Final Fantasy 16 as a exclusive, but guess what? We get Elder Scrolls, we get Doom, we get Wolfenstein, we get Fallout, we get Starfield, we get Indiana Jones. Well, maybe not that one. That one I could maybe see as coming to PlayStation. So I would not be surprised if LucasArts told them that, you know, told Bethesda, hey, if you're going to make a Indiana Jones game, um, you know, which is R.I.P., you have to make it multi-plat. So I would not be surprised to see Indiana Jones as a multi-plat, but I think that's the only one we're going to see multi-plat, you know? And, you know, whatever um, ZeniMax Online's um, new IP is going to be, that's going to be exclusive to the Xbox and just all these things. We're, we're all going to be exclusive to the Xbox now. Um, because, unfortunately, you know, this, this what happens when this competition is playing dirty and hardball with exclusives. You know, Xbox has got to give a reason for its consumers to get into the Xbox ecosystem and its ex existing consumers to stay with them. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it on that front, but yeah, I definitely don't like console exclusive shit, you know, but it's business, you know, they have to do it, unfortunately. Um, and so I, I, it just fucking amazes me that PlayStation fans, like the fanatics, really, um, just don't, just don't understand that Bethesda games are not exclusive to Xbox. It's like, sorry, it's, it's business. But yeah, I fully expect um, Starfield to be announced as a Xbox exclusive and for it to get a pretty damn good full reveal there. Of course, you know, we're going to see a lot more Halo Infinite. Um, I expect to see it mostly mostly focus on multiplayer this time around. It didn't really show, didn't show off any of the multiplayer last year. So I fully expect to see a pretty good reveal of multiplayer. Um, I think we're going to see um, Obsidian's new project. Uh, we're working on a lot of games right now, and I think we're going to see a new one. We're not going to see Avowed. We're not going to see Fable. We're not going to see Perfect Dark. Um, but we're going to see a new um, Obsidian game. I think we're going to see that. I see one there. Um, trying to think. What else will we probably definitely see? Um, and, I mean, that's... Probably going to see... I think we're going to get a Forza, Forza Horizon 5 reveal. Maybe a Forza Motorsport reveal. Um, 
not reveal, but you know, a yeah, I'll probably get more about it. Who's our motorsport? Maybe we'll see. Less confident on that one, but from everything I'm hearing, it sounds like Forza Horizon Five is much closer and is pro- and could possibly be a holiday release title this year. So I think we're going to definitely get a good showing of that. Um, but yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. I definitely think we're going to see this year. Uh, what I want to see is I want to see what Compulsion is working on. Um, you know, just see, you know, because like I was, I, I did not buy, play We Happy Few. It was not my type of game. But like, I can definitely tell that they have like, you know, they got good ideas, you know. Um, they, they have some, they, they, it was a very original idea. And now that they have a bigger budget and everything I just hear is that it was a very good idea, just poorly executed, mostly due to just not much money or time. Um, so I'd love to see what they could pull off of a lot of money and time. Um, I would love to see what we're doing if ever wild, but I know it's not going to be fair. Uh, from everything we're hearing, that is years away. Like, years. Um, I definitely would love to see what we're doing of Hideo Kojima. Like, I want to make it clear, I don't give a shit about Hideo Kojima. Um, in fact, I think that he, his games are pretty dark, are pretty big shit. I don't like his games at all. Never have. Um, I just want to see what we're doing because it's going to be a big game for Xbox. Um, going to be a great big game that many fans are going to love. It's going to be something that's probably going to be talked about um, for months. And so I just kind of want to see what it is because it's clear something's going on with that. Uh, Phil Spencer had the Lupin uh, thing on his shelf. And, you know, there's just too many reliable leakers and insiders saying, no, there's something going on with Hideo Kojima and Xbox, so I uh, just want to hear whatever that's going on. Um, even though I don't give a flying shit about whatever it is, because I I mean, I'm, there's almost no way I'm playing it, because I just don't give a shit about Hideo Kojima games. But he, there's a good chance we don't hear anything about that at E3. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? Um... This is not going to happen, but I would love for them to announce Viva Pinata coming back. Um, Xbox definitely needs more family games. Phil Spencer has even said so. And Viva Pinata was such a big franchise back in the 360 days. In fact, it even had a DS game. I would love for that to come back. I've never played it, but it looks fun. Um, so like, I would love for that to come back just because like Xbox really does need more family games. So I would love to say that. Um, but yeah, that's probably like all really for like my big wishes. Um, for the only other company I give a shit about being there, Nintendo, all I really want to see is uh, Metroid Prime 4. Um, just because like, I don't know, like, but I really want to see like a Metroid Prime trilogy collection just so I can kind of play them for the first time, you know? Like I got the first two on the GameCube, but because I don't have a Wii, I can never play the third one. Until I buy a Wii U someday. Someday. Not going to be anytime soon, realistically. Um, so, like, I would love to see a trilogy collection, you know, HD remasters. So I can play them on my Switch. I can have all three games. Um, along with uh, Metro Prime 4. I want to see Breath of the Wild 2. And I want it to come out this holiday. I want Breath of the Wild 2. Now. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I definitely went to, um, I'm trying to think, Mario Kart 9. It's about damn time. Please, for the love of God. And I also want a Crash Bandicoot for Smash reveal. That's what I want. But yeah, so, that's really kind of all I my true wishes for, um, the Nintendo E3, um, thing. Because, like... I don't really give a shit about most of the stuff that we know are probably going to be there. Um, like, we're probably going to show off some stuff about Pokemon, especially, like, Pokemon Legends or KS, most likely. Like, I don't give a shit about Pokemon. Um, you know. Uh, we're probably going to show off a bunch of other shit I don't give a shit about, but... Yeah, that's kind of what I want. So, anyway. There's that. Um, and, yeah, next Thursday... Um, 
because next Thursday is very much in the midst of E3. Um, I'm going to definitely do a bit of a reaction to it. You know, I'm going to talk about whatever was at the Xbox Showcase, how it went and all that shit. Um, we're definitely going to do that next Thursday. Not next Monday because, well, the episode Monday's episode will be recorded before Xbox's um, E3 Showcase. So, But next Thursday, next Thursday I'll definitely talk about... Um, my, my impressions of the Xbox um, E-Free Showcase. Though, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see them, you know, that day, you know. Um, if I can get away with it, you know, because I'll probably be at my parents at the time, so I might not be able to do it. Um, I'll try to, like, live tweet it out, like I did last year and the year before. So, um, definitely excited for it. Um... But yeah, you know, there was another thing I kind of wanted to talk about, but I feel like I'm going to save that for the bonus episode um, of the podcast for Patreon um, subscribers. I have just um, definitely revamped the Patreon, changed it around, the different rewards, different tiers. Um, I now only have two tiers on Patreon, $1 and $5. $1 gets you a ad-free and early access to podcast episodes. And five dollars gets you um, that plus a bonus, you know, bonus episodes of the podcast, which are not going to come out super frequently, but like kind of try to you know get at least one or two a month. Um, but also, my, the main thing draw is exclusive videos. Uh, those ones I'm trying to pump out a bit more frequently, but uh, I'm trying to do a minimum one a week of those minimum. Um, mainly working through my way through the book. Um, Ken, uh, Gospel Reset um, by Ken Ham. Um, and in the attempt to kind of understand Ken Ham and his thought process better, and also, you know, what can we learn from this book? You know, what stuff does he get right? What stuff does he get wrong? How can we, you know, how can we apply a, you know, and use this knowledge? Um, so I've been kind of working my way for that, in addition to just other exclusive videos, you know, vlog type things, you know, just me rambling on about shit. But yeah, starting to try to do better with the Patreon. But yeah, that's so probably gonna save those topics I wanted to talk about. So I'm I was thinking about doing like this Xbox 20 year retrospective, but I'll probably just save it for the bonus episode. Um, if I'm gonna be pumping out this week for that. Um, but yeah, I think that's just about everything for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening, everybody. Um, go down in the show notes if you want to support this podcast in any way. If you want to see sources and things referenced in this episode. If you want to contact me, you know, you can find all my contact information, my email, my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, and all my other social medias, my YouTube, all that stuff. Um, time codes are always, I'm making efforts to always put in the show notes from now on. But yeah, that's... um going to be everything today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.